Well, good morning, church. I'm not Robert. He's prettier than I am. Now, I wouldn't say that, but we have a saying in the Jones family, they ain't no ugly Joneses. My Aunt Pretty said that. We never forgot it. Well, about, I don't know, several months ago when they decided to start doing the fast class, uh, Darcy asked me if I'd be willing to do one or two. So I did. I said, yeah, I'll do some, but give me a while. So I did that about a month ago. And it was uh, two, two times, lasted about four hours. I'm going to teach on that, preach a little on that today, but I'm not going to do four hours because I have a birthday party at two. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. I uh, sat down last night, and this is the notes I had. You can tell I'm real professional the way I do it. Uh, I looked at them. I said, oh, Lord, this is way too much stuff. What am I going to do? So I looked over it, read over it, put it in my Bible, went in and watched TV. I don't know what's going to happen this morning. Actually, Christy says, where's Frankie? He's not here. Joe said, oh, he's here. I said, you don't know how easy it would have been for me to jump in my truck and just bust out of here. But Robert asked me if I would do this uh, because he's hunting. I think he did this last year to me, come think of it. It shows how often I can do something. But anyhow, uh, I said, let me pray about it first because if I don't get something, I don't have anything. So... I made the mistake and asked the Lord, do you got anything you want me to say? Well, he hadn't let me lose sense. But I don't know how to put it together, but he does. So first thing, we're gonna, it's going to be a, uh, basically a healing service this morning. Uh, years ago, when I first got saved, even the Lord told me to go heal people, go hands of people, pray for them. I've been doing it ever since. I've seen a lot of miracles. I've seen a lot of not miracles. Um, but I haven't given up because that's what he said to do. What's that song? Jesus only did what he saw him do. He only prayed what he prayed, what he said, what he said. Only moved when he said move. And uh, so what I'm really wanting to do is encourage you in the Lord today. And actually, we, it came up in Scripture in Sunday school class, don't be just hearers, but be doers of the Word. So I want to encourage you today to be doers. Actually, we're going to do some doings to get you started in here. Hopefully, light a fire. Hopefully, we'll see some signs and wonders. And the reason I did, because Robert's been preaching a lot on what's included in your salvation. It's been awesome. And I want to say, what do we do with it? And so... What I want to do is let you out of the gates. It's a race. And we weren't called just to come be hearers of the word and come get, we have amazing worship, amazing preaching, uh, amazing saving widows and orphans. But in your personal relationship, what are you doing when you leave here? And so that's what I want to encourage you to. Uh, over the years, we've, Darlene and I have seen so many signs and wonders. And when I read the Bible, Every disciple, every apostle, Jesus, all of them, everywhere they went, they had signs and wonders followed. And so Jesus is a signs and wonders guy. And he came for us to operate in that, and he gave us commands. I preached uh, at the Methodist Church here a couple months ago, 
and it was on um, to heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free, and release the prisoners. That's part of it. But the other part is he told us to preach the gospel, get people saved, get them healed, cast out demons, raise the dead, heal the lepers, open the blind eyes. He didn't take that out of the Bible. It's still in there. It's still our command. He gave us authority to do this. The things that was in Jesus through the Holy Spirit, he's put in us to do. And so I want to encourage you in that, is we need to start doing that wherever you are. A lot of people think, well, we've relied too much on the pastors, the praise team, prayer teams, and there. But the way I read it, if you're born again, you're a holy priesthood. The way I read it, he called you to go do the same thing. He may not have called, hello, did die? There we go. He might have not called you to do this, but he called you to do that. So I don't care if you're washing dishes or if you're in the coffee shop or if you're working on your job or you're in the supermarket or you're Christmas shopping or whatever, God has called you to go out, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, restore relationships, disciple one another. He's called us to do it. And so in empowerment of that, there's some things that I think are important. So right now, the first congregational participation is this short prayer. It's a pray after me. So when after I say it, I want you to pray it and pray it out loud. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I trust you. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, I need you. In Jesus' name. Now believe that. It's the only way I'm standing here, I can tell you right now. I have stuff written down, but the light's so bright I can't even see it. And I thought the Lord said, you might as well throw it away. But um, we're going to be some, doing some praying here in a little bit. And there's five keys that I want you to, to get in, in prayer. Uh, when we're looking at people and praying with people, and there's simple things. One is pray in the name of Jesus. And John 14 says, anything you ask in my name, I'll do it. Pray in Jesus' name. Okay, that's John 14, 11 through 14. And also in John 16, 22, 24. If you want to write any of those scriptures, I got way too many, so probably won't even read them. Just tell you about them. Another one is pray the word. So when you pray the word, then the word goes out in power. Um, what is it? Psalms, what is it? 107, 17? Jesus sent his word and healed them. Is it that? Um, so the word has power. The written word has power. The spoken word has power. So when you're praying over people, if you don't have it exactly right, pray the heart of the word. Go get 10 translations and they don't say the same. Pray the heart of the word. Don't get bound up in religious spirit. Um, pursue holiness in yourself. And I, I said this when we did the class the other day, and I said, you know, I looked up that word, pursue holiness. I can tell y'all I'm not holy in my eyes. <laughs> I know I'm holy in the Lord's eyes because of the blood of Jesus. But it actually means to be separated, consecrated, and set apart. 
then we look at it, I got to be perfect. No, we have the perfect one. And so you don't have to be perfect to do what God sent you out to do. You just have to be obedient. Go where he says go. Pray what he says pray. Do what he says. Be obedient. That doesn't release us from wanting to be righteous. We are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. But the word also tells us what is righteousness doing the right thing. Okay. The other one is when you're praying, be specific. So you can ask someone when you're praying for them, okay, what is your problem? Well, I'm sick. Well, what kind of sick are you? Well, I have a hernia. Okay. We're going to pray that God will close up that hernia then. And you pray in Jesus' name. Pray the word. And pray specifically. And another is uh, to watch your confession. Watch what you say. Don't claim it. I was diagnosed with, or I'm dealing with this, but don't claim it as your own. And I have shared this before. My wife is constantly on watch what you're coming out of your mouth. Well, I haven't figured out if you're hurting how to keep from saying, I'm hurting. But I know that Jesus took on my pain. So I have to forgive and forget and for, ask for forgiveness and then speak what he says. He took on my pain. It doesn't always do away with it, but at least it gets my thinking going in the right direction. Um, so I want us to be the church. I want us to go out and do what the church has called us to do. And I was thinking about that. I said, why did Jesus heal? Everywhere he went, he healed. He gave prophetic words over people, and then he healed people. So I just this just came off the top of my head. He healed people because he loved people. So there's a real root of what we're doing, the heart of what we're doing. We're not doing it to show off. We're not doing it for uh, to be recognized. We're doing it because we love people. He had compassion on people. The scripture says he had compassion and he was moved. And people came to him, and guess what? He healed them all. Except in his hometown, too many people knew him as a carpenter's son. That happens a lot with us, I think, here. Because when I've been with Robert in different places, and they don't know you, we don't know them, it's amazing of the signs and wonders that happen. Uh, we've seen so many things. It's, it's wild. So anyhow, so I think part of that is when we have compassion that you will move because the Spirit of the Lord in you is moving you. I think he does it also to show the works of God according to Scripture. Why did this happen, uh, people, disciples said? Why were they born blind or why were they born lame? Was it the sins of the fathers, all the forefathers? He said, no, to show the works of God. So signs and wonders are to show the works of God. Is one thing. It also proves his sonship. That he is empowered. He is God incarnate in the flesh. And then he also to defeat the works of the enemy. Uh, a lot of people believe that the illness, sickness, and things all come from the enemy. And so that's one reason we need to learn to be confident to cast out demons. Believe it or not, Christians can have demons. <laughs> I've had a few myself. Actually, you've heard Robert's testimony about when he moved to Utopia, he lived in a house, and it was full of demons and all that. Well, it just so happened that the people that lived in that house, 
that left those there actually lived in the house we live in when we moved here, and they helped a lot of kids with drug addicts and all kind of different addictions and things, and no spirits left when they left. And my son was a little boy, and he would say, Dad, he'd wake up crying and say, there's demons under my bed. I laughed. I, ah, so we'd go in and pray with him, and he'd go to sleep, and he'd be fine. Later, he'd do it again. And then one night, I'm in bed, and I hear thump, 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 and the hair stood up on the back of my neck. And I'm there, and I said, holy Jesus, what is this? And first thing I could do, take the authority. I, and I could feel it right here. <laughs> and I pulled the covers back and kicked, and I said, you get out of my house in the name of Jesus, and don't you ever come back. And he didn't. That sounds kind of crazy and funny, you know, in a way. But don't think there's not demons that's trying to tear you down and keep you from doing what God's calling you to do. I can tell you right now that the enemy has been battling me for three weeks now since Robert asked me to do this. And they've actually had a dream. A lady had a dream she shared this morning about there was a group trying to stop this preaching this morning from happening. And I can tell you that it was diffused because in the dream, people were praying against it and it left. That's the only reason I'm here. Because everything I want to share with you is not everything we always hear in church. I'm going to have you lay hands and pray on people this morning. We don't normally do that. Uh, matter of fact, is there anybody who would like to share a testimony right now? If you have one, you can tell me. It's okay. Don't be scared. So anyhow, so that class I had was on healing, on uh, body, soul, and spirit. And so I wanted to tell you that I, I went backwards on it. I went spirit, soul, and then body. And so I asked the Lord, okay, Lord, how can I do this without going into all of the scriptures I have and everything else? I said, well, it's pretty easy. If a person... It's dealing with their spirit. When you're not born again, you're going to be dealing with spiritual inflammation, spiritual sickness, spiritual emptiness. It doesn't mean you're not going to have spirits. You're just not going to have the right spirit. So I was praying about that. So what would you have me do, Lord? And we're going to operate in some word of knowledge this morning. The first word of knowledge I got when I was praying about this is, that there's at least three people in here today that have grown up in church, have know about the Lord. Kind of Robert's testimony is my same testimony in church all my life. But I was 22 years old before I called on the Lord and went down publicly and had a born-again experience. Lord told me there's at least three in here. You may have been in my same boat. You may have gone to, I was in church the day I was born more than most preachers. But I didn't have that personal relationship. So if you first step in getting your spirit healed, you have to be born again. And then the next step that will heal your spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not preached a lot in different churches. Uh, we do Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but we actually don't get too involved in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so it's pretty simple. It's all biblical. Uh, in Matthew, I think it's three something, four something, I think it says, or six, that John the Baptist said that 
I baptize you with water for remission of sin, but one coming after me, sandals I'm not worthy to wear, he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And then in Mark, uh, I mean Luke 11, 11 actually, it's 9 through 13, it's where he's talking about ask, seek, and knocking, and then Tracy used some of that. You know, if you ask for stone bread, would you give him a stone? Some of it says a scorpion, would you give him a fish, and then give him a scorpion? No. He said, how much, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? I got those two revelations. It took me a long time in that part. Didn't take my wife but one day, one minute, five minutes. But because of religious spirits, it took me 25 years to get the revelation of those two scriptures. And I publicly announced that a guy asked, y'all know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that speaking in tongues? I said, no, I, I know about it, but I'm not baptized in the Holy Spirit and I don't speak in tongues, but I would like to be. Out of my mouth, watch your confession. A few days and weeks later, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. A couple of few days after that, I got a prayer language. I want y'all to know, if you come to this church, this is a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled church. People operate in the gifts. We pray in tongues. Oh, my gosh, that farky tongue, it scares people to death. It's not. It's in the Bible. Read and study about it. It'll build you up in the most holy faith. Matter of fact, in a little while, we may do it because I need building up in the holy faith just to continue. So, no, I can get away with this because I'm not the preacher. <laughs> I'm the guest speaker. <laughs> so, no telling what's going to come out of my mouth. Okay, so those are the two main things. And then you have to continually feed your spirit man. You know, who grows the most, the black dog or the white dog? Well, the one you feed the most. You keep got to keep feeding the Holy Spirit to keep being led by the Holy Spirit. If you don't, you get religious, you get judgmental. There's two main spirits, inferiority and security, that come in and wreak havoc on the body of Christ. That sets up a spirit of fear. Those need to be cast out. And God said he gave you authority to do it. So we do it. We're not real good like do about doing that because it might be your friend. Might be someone you've been in church with all your life. And But the Lord tells us in the word that if you see someone in sin, go to him gently. I don't know how gentle it is to cast a demon out of somebody, but I've seen that happen. My wife and I have seen so many things, y'all. I mean, we've been doing this, what, 52 years now since we got saved. I haven't seen a blind eye open yet. But he told us, open, go open blind eyes. But I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen metal shoot out of a guy's hand. I've seen a dead person raised from the dead. Part of that, actually. I've seen families restored. I've seen addictions broken. I've seen cancer heal. I've seen legs grow out. Keep what the list keeps going. I've seen the addicts delivered, set free more than once. Just the memory of it overwhelms me. I saw that guy. You've heard these testimonies before, but I saw that old boy down in, in Guatemala. 
No, that was in Mexico, and it's a couple that was a, a vagrant and scrunched down and prayed over him, and I didn't know what I was praying. I only knew I command every demonic spirit to leave in Jesus' name. I knew it in Spanish. I prayed that over him, and I prayed in tongues over him. But what broke the curse on him is I hugged him. And the guy falls to the floor. And he gets up and he's praising the Lord. And it reminds me of this Bible where the guy was lame and jumped up and said, who, who, who did this? I don't know. It's one told him, heal me. There he is over there. <laughs> you know, it's, the Lord does it. We don't do it. But love surpasses everything. That was not real easy for me in the natural to love that guy. Because he stunk bad. And I may have just been smelling it because my wife, I was putting a hand cleaner on me and everything else trying to get the smell off. And no, you don't smell. I said, I can smell it. And I look back and he's dancing and he's praising the Lord. And you, I've told this story before. It's number 22. But I will never forget it because that's when I went back to give him some money and, and he couldn't hear and reached up and touched his ear and said, receive your healing. He got hearing. He got his hearing. And then he was back. The next day he was back and he looked better. He was clean. He was dancing again. He was having a good old time. You don't forget those things. You don't forget. My wife was pretty much dead for nine weeks. Six weeks of those, she was just about dead. Pretty much they said, unplug her, give up on her, she's ruined. She'd burn out. And Randy Needham called me and prayed on the phone. What are you believing for? I said, I'm still believing for healing. The Bible says we're healed by the stripes of Jesus. And he prayed a prayer. They moved her down to the dying room. And she woke up the next evening, opened her eyes. She had a trachea in and... and uh, her lungs were still completely stopped up, except for a little bit like that. The next day I walk in, and she's walking. Her lungs are clear. I never get tired of telling that one. Because they told her her brain was going to be burned up. Well, that's questionable. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, but uh, that her lungs would be ruined. And we went back for the test a few weeks later. The doctor says, well, your lungs are like brand new. They're perfectly 100% good. And that's a long story. I won't get into that one. I just want to encourage you that God's still doing miracles. But he's still doing healings too. And so in healings, we believe God. We believe what the word says. We take these steps that we're talking about and praying one for another. And we pray one for another. And then we see what God does. It's God in us. Remember, in John 14, I love chapter 14. It's like my favorite of all. Because he tells us in there that, you know, if we are obey his word and his commands and stuff, then my father will come and we'll manifest ourselves to you. I like that idea. And then it says, you know, if my word is in you and you keep my word, you meditate on my word, we'll come and make our home in you. So if Jesus and God, through the Holy Spirit, are living in us. That means everything that Jesus did, you can do because 
You're just asking him to do it. Amen? I used this the other day in that um, podcast, or I mean not podcast, but uh, what do you call it thing we did? <laughs> Fast class, yeah. Um, and this was the Charles Cap saying that I hadn't forgotten. And he said, it's kind of like those thermostats back there on, on the walls. He said, you got here, you got God, the power of God. Now remember, God is God. Jesus is just as much God as God is God. Holy Spirit is just as much God as God is God. I can't explain it any better than that. I don't know how to do it. But it's the truth. So here we got the powers over here, the thermostats over here. We want to change. So it will stay the same temperature unless you go over and set that. You make a command or an order or a request, I like it's better, on that thermostat, I would like it 72, or at my house in the winter, 77, because we both get cold. My son wants it 65. Anyhow, so you make that request. That is sent through prayer to the Father. The Father releases it, and the power turns on the energy and changes the temperature. That's the way prayer works. So how many of you go and set those thermostats and you see it and, and it happens and you never question it how many of you set your cruise control on your car it's 72 when you're 70 <laughs> or 74 so you can maybe get by and Ernie won't give you a ticket I mean that you're fine but you don't think about it you go out and get in your car you push your fob or your button or some still have a key and you expect it to start because you practice it and you know it's going to happen and it's going to happen. I'm encouraging us today to start practicing the presence of God and releasing these authorities and these commands that Jesus has put in us. Wherever you are, this may be the least important place to do it. Most of the stuff I've been called to do has not been in here. I saw a baby's heart get healed, had a hole in the heart, and he spoke it in the cafe. And we spoke, I said, that's not right. Rebuke that in Jesus' name. We command that heart to close up. They took the baby to the doctor, checked it again, the heart's healed, closed. That had nothing to do except God put it on your heart, the compassion to do that. I wonder, watch, watch Bob Hannes. Watch, he prays for everybody everywhere. He gets more people saved than Carter's got liver pills. That's amazing. It's just anointing on me to do it. And he doesn't mess around. Somebody's back hurting in the cafe the other day. He prays over the back in the cafe. We've seen people born again. We've seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit, prayed over, healed in the cafe. Amongst all the gossip and solving world problems and probably some things that shouldn't be said. But God still moved because he's a good, gracious God. The enemy wants to tell us how bad we are. He wants to tell you how good you are. He wants to tell you how much power you have and authority. The enemy says you don't have any because you're full of doubt and unbelief. Well, ask for Jesus to take the doubt away. It's hard. Yes. Okay. Well, my heart's been beating ever since uh, Frankie said something about a testimony. The Lord's been uh, really putting on my heart about how powerful the testimony is, not only for those 
that are set free, but for those that hear it. And also for us to reflect on, on what, what God has done in our lives and where he's brought us from and what, what he's doing, how he's moving. And uh, for, the, for, for those of y'all that don't know me, I'm Nick Pope. Um, in 2005, I, I started doing some drugs and I was, I was in, addicted to, I did drugs for 10 years. I was addicted to meth for about eight. The st- statistics are stacked way against you whenever you, after the first time. Uh, but praise God, I'm here today. Um, <clears throat> so from, I, I quit drugs in, in 2005. Um, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Um, I didn't go to treatment or anything like that. And I don't look down on anybody that does. Because it doesn't matter how you get out of it. It matters that you get out of it. 2005, okay, so from 2005 until 2011, I lived in condemnation that I was still a drug addict. Now, that wasn't true, but that's what the enemy will do to you. He'll try to, try to keep you pinned down. In 2011, I was set free of that at a, at a walk to Emmaus. And uh, it was a, a very respected man that was here that I had done some work for, uh, Bob Davis, if any of y'all remember him. He was on that walk as a pilgrim as well. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever spoke anything about doing drugs. And uh, I went up to him and I apologized to him because of who I was. And he looked me in the eyes and he told me, he said, that is not who you are. That's not the Nick that I know. And from that point on, I was set free. And so I want to encourage anybody who is condemned about their past that it's not from the Lord. It is crucial to get into the word and to know what God says about you and to know how he feels about you. And start declaring that over your own life. Thank you, Nick. Awesome. Yes. We witnessed the same thing in our family. It changes your heart. You have a lot more compassion. And we renew our mind. That's part of the soul. Mind, will, and emotion. So we want to renew our mind. Romans 1, 12, 1 and 2 talks about that. The spiritualized worship is basically saying do the right thing. Every time, it says do it by getting renewed in the Word. You get the Word in you, then the Holy, and the Holy Spirit's in you from born-again experience, and especially baptized in the Holy Spirit. He's going to convict you, and if that doesn't work, come to Sunday school class. We're talking about religious spirit. We all wanted to crawl on a table this morning. But man, did we blow those things out of there. It was good. Lisa, good job. So, mine... Our minds can do wrong. So how do you fix your mind? How do you heal it? Well, you think on those good things. I think it's what, Philippians says that? 
Think on these things, the good things. I think we dwell too much on looking for the bad. Charlie Daniels said, don't give the devil his due in that song, whatever it is. And so we don't do that. If you focus on the devil, that's what you're going to see all the time. Focus on the good. Look for the good in people. Push the good. Put down the bad. But don't focus on the bad. That's in your mind. Your will, that right there is the will of God. You get the word in you, like Romans 1, 2, 12, 1 and 2 says, and you start, then you start crucifying, Galatians 2, 20, you start crucifying your flesh. So it's not you living anymore, it's Christ living in you. And now the life you live is because the Son of God's in you and gave his life for you. You do it out of the right heart, and you, you get your will fixed. And then emotions, we all love emotions. God gave us emotions. I like emotions, but God has to tell you to put those emotions in the right place. Don't ever put them out in front. You put the truth of the word, the fact that the word is true, first. So you have to read it to get it. Then you put the faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. But if you don't, you can have faith in anything. You put faith in the word, in Jesus and what he says. And then you see things start happening. And that will get your emotions in the right place. And I mean, you saw me. I'm getting emotional just remembering things. A lot of people get real emotional. Don't go to judging it. So some of us are way more emotional than others. Some are cold as a stump, but may may have more truth in them and word than us. So we don't want to get in that for sure. I had that experience in the Holy Spirit. Thank God corrected me on that. When a guy would never raise his hands and praise the Lord, and I'm like, man, that guy ought to be praising the Lord. That's an amazing song, raising hands. He said, you don't know what's in that guy's heart. So if you don't raise your hands, I'm not going to judge you anymore. But if you raise your hands, it's amazing. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will come right down those hands and go right through your feet. I got a word of knowledge for one gal one time about God's going to increase your experience with him as soon as you raise your hands. And she did it and still does. <laughs> I won't look too close at you. Everybody know who I talked about. <laughs> Anyhow, so that personal relationship with the Lord, we want to do it. And then you get in into the body. And everybody has different things in the body that we deal with that needs to be healed. And I've got two pages of scriptures where Jesus healed and healed and healed. And as you can see, I can't see this anyhow, so why did I even bring it? So, um, Jesus healed. The disciples healed. Apostles healed. They set the captives free. They released the prisoners. They healed the brokenhearted. They cast out demons. They raised the dead. Come on up. Hey. It's a Victoria, y'all. She's one of my favorites. Um, my name's Victoria Williams, if y'all don't know who I am. Um, I moved out here probably about four years ago from North Carolina, and a lot of people always ask me, how'd you make it all the way out here? And uh, I know it was God that brought me here. Um, he brought me to this church um, along the journey, but I remember when I was a young teenager, 
I was neglected and rejected, and I turned to drugs and partying and friends and alcohol. And um, there was one night I was just, I was all alone. It wouldn't have mattered. If I would have walked out, nobody would have cared. Um, and I, I was going to end my life, and I was 15 years old. And I was asking God to take me. And he picked me up out of my chair and he hugged me for 10 minutes. And I knew that I wasn't alone anymore. After that, I began my journey to finding God and who he was. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit about two years ago. And I can raise my hands and worship him now. I am not ashamed to claim that he is my father, that he is my God. He delivered me and he set me free and I can be happy. I am no longer depressed. And I'm so happy that he's brought me here. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here right now. And I thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for being a spirit-filled church. <laughs> thank you. I love you, honey. I think that's what I love about this church, Mudmud. We're a pretty good water hole. Not a mud hole. Fresh and clean water. Okay, now I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, well. Healing in the body. So, when we did the fast class, uh, I did a little deal. Felt like the Holy Spirit said to do it. I put on that, that one song that they do I like so much. I don't know the name of it. And uh, played it. And, uh, man, we had trouble getting that thing up. I ended up playing it off my phone. And then it came up and Skip fixed me a little thing in there. And it worked, too. But anyhow, so I had everybody uh, just get quiet before the Lord and ask the Lord, uh, what would you want to heal today? And I'm praying, and I'm we put it on, and I get a couple things. And I'm hoping, you know, maybe we'll get two or three, maybe four, five would be great. I got it in one of these papers somewhere. We got 26 words of knowledge came out, what the Lord wanted to do. And in that time, we, I started just saying what they were, what they were, and we had quite a few confirmations. Some of them were multiple uh, words. And... We put people in chairs, and everybody in that class, I don't know, there was 15 or 20, wasn't there, Laura, something like that? Everybody started laying hands and praying over everybody. And we got specific words of knowledge. It sounded weird, but, but God was working there. I don't know how many people got here healed or were on the process of getting healed, but I know it was a powerful move of God. And I know we had to practice the presence of God. We had to practice releasing, setting that thermostat, and watch God move. And that's what I believe that all the preachers have been talking about. There's going to be this explosion of the Spirit in the church. People are going to start being the church, doing the will of God, and not being ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power unto salvation. Most healings, people see healings, People want to get saved because they want that. 
And so that's why I think I've been so powerfully wanting to see that happen so much. Uh, Larry was talking yesterday. He said, why isn't that happening in the church? Well, I think it could be as simple as we're not practicing it. And so here I just said, is there anybody has a testimony? And I could not make a soul get up here. <laughs> but guess who did? The Holy Ghost. When he's in charge, he does things. That's why I had to pray that prayer, a four-line prayer. Welcome, Holy Spirit. I trust you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Holy Spirit. I need you, Holy Spirit. That's pretty simple. But the Holy Spirit loves to hear that because he wants you to depend on him. He wants you to. So this morning in Sunday school class, I asked the Sunday school class for just a few minutes to see if you got a word of knowledge. So what we're going to do this morning, because I'm just about through. I'm, I don't know where I am anyhow, so no use looking at it. <laughs> is I'm going to read some of these word of knowledge. And if it has to do with you or anyone you know, then I just want you to raise your hand up. And uh, don't be afraid to raise it because when we get through, we're going to have everybody pray over each other. And uh, so we would get, uh-oh, one more. Come on up. It's Becky. Had to be a little Holy Ghost. Uh-oh, more. Maybe we'll be done by two. Come on. Oh, well, um, hi, I'm Becky, and my husband Scott's back there, and some of y'all may not know we have seven children, um, but we did not start life planning to have seven children. We were going to have one and be millionaires by the time we were 30. <laughs> but, you know, God, when God has a plan, he puts that plan in your heart, and even if you don't know what's going on, if you're living in the world and being ridiculous, you know, that plan is still there, and God's still working it. And um, we both ended up getting saved um, over a period of time. I was first, and God started dealing with me about the sanctity of life. And we had a child. Actually, we had two children right before I got saved. And um, then we ended up having another one. And then we were told by two professionals that we could not have children, which was great with us because we had two more than we planned on, and we were so totally fine with that. And then Scott got saved, and um, the Lord moved us. A lot of things happened. Well, I ended up starting having some real issues, girly stuff. Sorry, guys. And um, we were at the coast, and we had moved with our three kids, and we were at the coast, and a friend came by, the little fishing cottage we were living in, and she said, I heard you weren't feeling good. I want to pray for you. And so we're sitting out in the rocking chairs and looking at the bay, and she prayed for me, and nothing happened. And I was like, well, you know, and we just talking, having a cup of coffee, and she said, you know, I have this wart on my finger, and it's been bugging me. And I said, well, let's pray for it. And I prayed a, just a quick, God, please Hill Lindy's wart prayer, okay? And we kept drinking our coffee, and in a minute she goes, that wart is gone. And I'm like, what? Great woman of faith. I was shocked. <laughs> and so, praise the Lord, there was an immediate healing that happened. What I didn't know was God was also healing me, and um, three months down the line, we found out we were pregnant with Caleb. 
And that was God. It wasn't us looking for anything. Healing is real. And it is part of our salvation. And God is so gracious. And, you know, Jesus, golly, guys, you know what I... And I, and I pray for, unlike you, Frankie, I've prayed for a bazillion people that have walked away just sicker than dogs, you know? But the truth is, he took a beating for us. He accepted the worst beating. We can't even imagine it. And he did it so that we could live in fullness of our salvation here on this earth and that we could be healed and that people would look at us and they'd be amazed. We would be a sign and wonder because, you know what, we're pretty goofy, Let's be honest. We look at ourselves and go, why would anybody want that, you know? But Jesus is working to will and to do his good pleasure through us. And healing is true. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. That's awesome. And this is Brittany. Well, the Lord wants to say something about uh, healing in a woman's fertility body. That's what the Lord put on my heart. Um, I gave my testimony about four and a half years ago. Um, we were infertile for two and a half years, and I got pregnant with our son, who is, turned four in October. Um, we have a daughter who's about to turn two in a week. And um, I just, the Holy Spirit, like Nick said, pounding on your heart to get up here. Um, I just speak over any woman's body who is trying to conceive Father, that you just open up anything that's not there. Uh, Father, that you heal their bodies. I thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Their quivers are going to be full. I thank you, God, that you knit our bodies together in our mother's womb, for we're fearfully and wonderfully made, in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I think I remember right, there was a few words of knowledge spoken over you too, right, Brittany? You had a few words spoken over you too, words of knowledge too, so... Uh, one of the reasons we do word of knowledge, it kind of builds your faith. You don't have to have a word of knowledge to get healed. When you get in the presence of God, you get healed. But it's also really nice. We've been to a lot of meetings where they get word of knowledge and, and call it out and that people, boy, that's mine. I don't know. It's just like you can grab hold of that faith more. I, I don't really know how it works. I just know it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, and he uses them. And he's using them this morning. He's already used a few. And we had several mentioned. I want to read some of them to you. And you just hold on to it because I'm going to ask you to stand. And I want everybody to stand and not be a chicken. It's the power of salvation. Uh, someone is struggling with depression and fear. And matter of fact, you might as well just raise your hand up right now. Who's doing that? Okay, one. We got some. Any more? Okay. Okay. God's going to heal that. Broken hearts. He wants to be heal broken hearts. I know we have broken hearts. Who has a broken heart? Dealing with loss of loved ones. Yeah. Still, it takes a while. But God wants to help you along and get over those broken hearts. He wants to restore you to fullness of joy. Uh, faint-hearted. I'm not real sure I understand that. Faint-hearted. I guess. Who's that? faint-hearted okay and this also can be anybody at home I forget oh we're on TV <laughs> now I'm scared okay I get this one right shoulder pain who's got right shoulder pain holy Jesus okay I want to tell you I had that oh. no my mom was left but still works 
And we were at a impact at a Bill Johnson. He's calling out shoulders. Man, I could raise mine about like this. And I said, I'm believing that for myself. May I pray over it. And they just have people around you praying like we're going to do. Man, love. He said, okay, try it out. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. Oh. And he gets up, come up, and said testimony. I gave my testimony, sit down on the way home. I'm like, ah, ah. But guess what? Sometimes we had to walk them out. Okay, that was that one. <laughs> Sciatic nerve. Anybody dealing with sciatic nerve? I don't know if you, okay, yeah. That sometimes can start right in the back and work down the hip, down in your leg, down. And God wants to heal that. It's just got to straighten you out a little bit, fix that up. So somebody's going to lay hands on you and get you fixed up because Jesus is in them. Kidney problems. Anybody having, oh, kidoki. See, you just never know. See, you get these words, you think, ah, that's crazy. You know what got that. But some people do. So God wants to heal that. And several of us got this one, stomach issues. Okay, got stomach issues. Anybody? Okay. He's going to reveal that to you. And people are praying for you, a stomach issue. If you have a, if anxiety or if you have, you know, something going on there that you know, you might mention that to them so they can be specific. Uh, right ankle. Anybody else besides me? Oh, gosh. I've had this prayed over so many times, but I'm still going just like that unjust judge when that woman kept going, 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 finally wore him out and gave, him, gave her what she needed. I'm praying for that one. Okay. Uh, spirit of division wants to be healed. Anybody feeling like that you're, maybe it's not the place for you to be? Maybe you need to go somewhere else, or maybe this or that, or maybe just within the church there's a spirit of division. You're having trouble with somebody. God doesn't want us to have trouble with one another. He wants us to love one another. So if you're having that trouble, God can break that off of you, that you can greet that person, and you can see them through Jesus' eyes and not your own, not your feelings, which is in the wrong position. Get the truth in there first. So anyhow, if anybody's having that, uh, addictions, we heard t testimonies, two testimonies on addictions, anybody dealing with any kind of addiction, it could be smoking, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be pornography, it could be golf, <laughs> I'm going to get something, somebody's going to raise their hand here in a minute, fishing, <laughs> television, anybody going to raise their hand, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, uh, if you have those, and you we're praying a minute, you mentioned it, that person, I need to break that spirit of addiction. Um, and the last one I have here is fear of the future. I mean, people know it's pretty scary out there right now. Anybody, yeah, anybody uh, has little kids? I mean, I, I know that's our biggest concern is for our great-grandchildren is growing up in the world that in front of us but I'm telling you Robert's preached it here over and over it ain't going to touch you it's not going to touch you because the Lord says in Revelation you're not going to touch those blood bought Holy Ghost Christians or at least you're not going to realize it you're going to have plenty to eat and some clothes I bet you okay anything else anybody got any 
thing else that's on her heart that the Lord's saying want to heal? Okay, right now, before we, in a minute, we're going to stand up, pray, and I want people to lay hands on you around you, ask what it was. If you don't see anybody with somebody, go to them and join in on the prayer and uh, ask them what it is and then pray those words over them. Put your hands on them. Just don't put them on the wrong places. You can do a shoulder. If it's a lady, maybe if it's a stomach deal, let a lady put her hands on your stomach. Um, I want everybody right now, because the Holy Ghost told me this morning in praise and worship to do this. So I want everybody just for a minute to pray in their prayer language out loud and build ourselves up in the most holy faith, and then we're going to pray for one another. Okay, can we all do that? I don't want you to be chicken. I want you to hear it, and don't get offended if you don't have a prayer language. You still pray. You might get it just praying. You never know. So, in the name of Jesus, pray in your prayer language. And the Lord says, don't reject what I've done. Don't reject what I did on the cross. Don't reject what I've told you to do. Open up your heart. Receive me. Receive what I called you to do. And I will come in and do miraculous things in your heart. I will do all things that are possible. And in me all things are possible. What else can you say but praise the Lord? Amen? Okay, everybody that had any word of knowledge, stand up. Anything that was spoken, you raised your hand on. Don't be shy. Everybody. Come on. I saw those hands going up. Go ahead. Okay, so somebody around you, stand up and pray for them. I'm not going to pray for you. You're going to pray for them. So don't let anybody be not prayed for. Go to them. We're the church, y'all. Not Robert. We are. All of us. He's called us all to do this. So this is practice. Practicing the presence of God. Turning loose the power and presence of God. Pray over them. Pray in Jesus' name. Pray the word over them. Be specific. Tell them they are holy because God is holy. So be holy. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I bless everything that's going on. I bless every person that's bold to stand up going through all these things that were mentioned. I bless the testimonies that showed the power of God. I bless the body healings, the soul healings, the spirit healings, all the healings. For another minute or so, Lord, I thank that you gave us a healing, anointed, obedient bunch of followers to do your will, Lord. Pray your prayers. Okay, just a couple more seconds. Finish up your prayers. and You don't have to pray long. Just pray in faith. Jesus just said be healed. Receive your healing. Your faith sealed you. I tell my kind of prayers. <laughs> makes it easy. If they don't do that, just pray in the Holy Ghost over them. That makes it even easier.
Bye, honey. Have fun. Okay, let's finish up. Good? All right. Anybody that was prayed for, you feel any difference? you feel the power? Did you sense anything? Anybody feel like they're getting healed from anything? We're not going to do the total Bill Johnson, Randy Clark. I'm not going to ask you if you've got 80% healed or 50% healed, and, and we're going to pray again. I think this is what the Holy Ghost said to do, and we're going to leave it at that. And don't, don't give up on your healing. Just keep believing. Keep praying. Keep asking. You can't. This hair is gone because of praying over my knee and ankle. <laughs> I had another I had lymphoma one time, and I fought and I believed and I prayed and I fought and I believed and I prayed. And one day the Holy Ghost said, "Go in there where John Garifano is and go to the doctor." So I did. And so uh, anyhow, through that whole process, I ended up having to have surgery and chemotherapy. But the little surgeon guy told me, well, you still have some, but when you go to this doctor, she's going to give you this. It's going to wash it right out, and that's it. I don't know why it took that long, but I grabbed a hold of that. I got healed like that in the first treatment. I felt it, but I had to do two more. And I do have some side effects for that, but I, don't, I think that can be healed too. So anyhow, y'all have fun today? Okay, thank you, church. Thank everybody for their testimonies. So, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, I just thank you that you blessed everything that people did. Thank you for their cooperation. Thank you, Father, for just the hearts to hear and open. Thank you, Father, for a release of the Holy Spirit in this place. So go out now, be and do the works of the church. Do the works of the Spirit. Sow in your spirit. Walk in righteousness and holiness. Speak and pray over one another so that they may be healed. In Jesus' name.